Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Slizzy. And this is another State of the New York Knicks podcast, episode 67. Knicks finally get a win with feels like eight months. <laughs> but how you doing, brother? How you doing, Mr. Mitchell? Yeah, I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing good. Um, like you just brought up, it was good to finally see a win the other day. Um, that that's a positive. Um, so yeah, it was it was um, it was grinding out win. Uh, there was a lot of positives in it, so that was uh, good to take away from. All right. So, well, game from the from yesterday. I guess winning feels good. But I want to get into a few things. I want to get into three things today, mainly on this podcast. Um, First thing, I want to get into Marcus Morris. The second thing, I want to get into Alonzo Trier and some of the young guys who's not playing a lot of minutes. And then the third thing is the three head coaching candidates for next season that I've just seen on Twitter. Um, first, Marcus Morris. <sighs> I'm torn, bro, because he puts out this statement today saying that he wants to stay. He wants to be a New York Nick. He loves being here. We know he's on a one-year deal. How you feeling about this, bro? Yeah, well, I mean, he's... Probably outside of um, RJ Barrett, obviously, this season, he's probably been one of our better players, if not the best best player on the roster. Um, I know we've all had our moments with him <laughs> where we're yelling at the TV screen as well, but I don't think her, the, the fan base is, is you know, uh, getting as angry as what they do over Julius Randle, for example. Uh, the, only, the only way I'm sort of conflicted a bit by is... Um, you know, I, I'd like him to, to stay around. Um, obviously, if he wants to be here, he's, he's sort of got that mentality like Carmelo. He wants to be here. He believes he's he's sort of New York made, even though he's from Philly and, he, and he's made cut out for New York. Um, you know, he, he can always bring good leadership uh, in the locker room. I haven't heard anything about him being, you know, bringing bad vibes to the locker room. So that that's a bonus. But... I'm just thinking at, at this point in time, as we're coming up to trade season, if this is where I'm conflicted, has he got the best trade value on our on our roster currently? And if will he get a better return than than a Bobby Porter? Well, I'd imagine he'd get a better return than Bobby Portis, but could he even get a better return yeah. at the moment over Julius Randle? Um, you know, just purely based on you know his leadership skills, and and he's obviously that bit more consistent than uh, Julius. So I'm a bit conflicted on it, um, you know. And and at the same time, is because he's on a year contract. If he wants to stay, well, how much is he looking for, and how many for how many years is is the other thing we've got to look at as well. Man, I'm torn, man. I'm I want to trade him. For a first round pick, just in case we be trying to go from the side, we gotta give the Raptors a late first round pick. But at the same time, I do need an adult in the room around all these kids. And it's just going to it, it comes down to one or the other. Julius Randall or Marcus Morris. Somebody's gonna have to go. Um yeah. Bobby Portis, 
he's going to have to go as well. And hopefully I would like to see Kenny Wooten get a call up. It, it, it's kind of tough, man, when you got a guy who leads the league in three-point percentage and you just want to give him away for a box of cookies, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't see the reasoning to trade in Morris only to get draft capital. So I'm hoping Steve Mills is probably fired before before trade deadline. I don't need him doing no panic moves. I don't need him trading none of the young guys. I don't need him no stupid moves at the moment. I, that's that's my only fear. I, I just don't need no stupid moves. If you're going to make a trade, make a trade. Have put Marcus Morris in a package with Damian Dotson or Trey or DSJ. And send him to Minnesota or somewhere who needs a guy like that. And let's try to get a first round pick, man. I think that's the best way to go. Um, I would love for him to stay, but once again, we do need more draft capital. We don't have enough. So I I, I say trade him. It it would be good for the future. If he wants to come back, we can always come back next season. Um, we can always pay him in the offseason. We'll have the money. And we can continue from there, but right now we're five and nineteen, five and twenty. <laughs> I, I don't think we're in a position to dictate who wants to stay and besides guys on rookie scale contracts. Yeah, yeah. I mean I I, I agree with that too. And uh Oh, I'm like yourself. I'm a little bit skeptical and worried. Uh, <laughs> while Steve Mills is up there in the position that he's in, that he might do something silly in this trade season, um, you know. So that that's in the back of most most fans' minds too. Um, I'd I'd like to see pretty much if the trades are going to be made. I'd like to see full anonymy over to Scott Perry to 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 do that because he'd make a lot more sensible uh, trades. Um, he'll look, he'd, he'd look at everything. He wouldn't just jump at the first thing that, that was thrown in front of him, so to speak. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's going to be interesting. But, yeah, that, that's where I'm sort of half-half on Morris. Like, I, I, I love the big dog mentality by him for the young guys. Um, but I do believe at this point in time, he probably hold, holds the most trade value for us that we could possibly get the – or the best slot back or, or most slot back from him at the moment. Um, and and like you mentioned, if if another team does take him via trade, he can always come back next year if that's what he really wants to do. I suppose I suppose that's a good way to find out if he means what he says too. If you trade him away, as long as he doesn't sit there and take it, a, you know, as a negative type of thing and, and he still lives up to the word and goes, oh, well, I'm coming back, you know. So there we go. We just finished talking about Marcus Moore. I want to trend Kevin because I see Kevin Knox is trending downward on the offensive side of the ball. But it looked like his defense is coming together a little bit. How do you feel about Kevin Knox right now? Do you feel the same way I feel? Because I, I just feel like Marcus Morris is in the way. I just feel like those 15 shots he take, Kevin Knox, Alonzo Trigg could be taken. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think you're right on that. Um, I, I don't think he's 
he's getting the minutes, say, that he was even getting at the start of the season. Um, and, and which then, of, of course, like I mentioned on the last pod uh, we did together, um, I think that that sort of uh, hurt his confidence um, and he's sort of, you know, sort of not fully regressed, but regressed a little bit to where from where he, where he was, um, you know. Yeah. And, and I, I think that has a lot to do with, with these vets, or especially Morris uh, being a fr- in front of him and... Uh, I've kept saying the whole time, I think even he, he, Calipari, his former coach, was, was saying too, you know, you need to light a fire under him and that helps build his confidence up and that's where you see you see the, the good play from him. So that that's where, I guess, with, with Knox, it, 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 that's where he's um, he's dipping in, he, in his form a bit um, and, and the confidence. I also think that... Um, I think I said on the last pot as well I, I, that his better position might be at the at the four now with his size in that. I mean, he's um, you know we've we've talked about we've heard other people talk about it, um, especially that time that he got played at shooting guard. Like he, he can't keep up with the twos. He has a bit of trouble with the threes. So maybe he might not have so much trouble staying in front of forwards. Uh, you know, especially now that he's he's putting on more bulk and he's. I still believe, like you said, um, he, he's six ten. Even though for some for some reason, uh, where, when was it? A few weeks back, I seen him or somewhere listed him as six seven. I was like, how's he shrunk? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he is I was like, how the hell does he shrink? So, yeah, I, I think he's six ten. Um, he's got good size, and I think he'd just be better suited manning up against. Uh, well, I'll, I'll say majority of fours. Obviously, there's going to be a few fours that are, that are still going to be taller than him and, and probably overpower him just at, at this stage. But um, that, that'll that just come in more seasons as he gets bigger um, and continues to learn to use his size and, he, and, and his muscle and all that, you know, when he's driving to the rim or, or um, slashing. So, um, yeah, no, that's, that's what – this is why we need to – get rid of the log jam at the four uh, because it's, it's really affecting him uh, with Tria. Uh, I, I mean, I don't really know what's going on there. Well, you know, we were both confused as to why Fizz was, you know, DNP in him so much. Um, and I think, I think it might be a bit of the same thing. There's a bit of a log jam at the guards position. Um, and he, you know, I guess Mike Miller is now in the same sort of, you know, Stances Fisdale trying to find minutes for all these guys. Uh, so I'll, I'll think it's more of a minutes thing, um, which therefore, obviously, if he's not getting enough playing time like Knox, that's going to affect confidence as well. Whilst they were getting, you know, the minutes they were getting, they were both doing really fine. So I just think it's a minutes and a confidence thing with the both of them. I, I, I don't want to see uh, – I, I see people all the time say, oh, you know, Knox is not as good as what he should be, or Tree is not. So we should try. Uh, no, no trading them. I, I just think they just need to have their confidence rebuilt, and you'll get the best out of them. That that's just my belief. I, I think it all comes down to confidence and minutes. Yeah, I I agree because I'm like dudes over here talking about Shea Gildress Alexander. I don't care about no Shea Gildress. Knox is younger. Knox going to take more time. And Knox, like, I don't, I don't know. Knox is still a baby. He's still 20 years old. Yeah. Boy, he can't even drink and, the liquor. And just to, 
just to piggy to the club. Yeah, exactly. And just to piggyback off what you just said then, um, those same people need to understand that they play two different positions as well. We know Shay Gilgis is a, is a point guard slash shooting guard. He's uh, down in OKC. Whereas Knox is a four. And, and like it, it's been said for quite a while, sometimes bigs can take a bit longer to develop. So that just might be the case with Knox. He might just take that little bit longer to develop. Um, but at the same time too, He's, you know, as I said, mess, messing with his minutes. Well, Shea Gill just doesn't have that problem. He, he's getting the minutes he needs to, to keep that confidence up and to keep him in the game and so he can keep improving, whereas Knox hasn't had that same opportunity. So that that's another thing playing into it as well. I love Shea too. I'm not going to hate on Shea. Shea is a good player, but I love Knox even more. So I'm not going to sit here and say Trey, Kevin Knox, or Trey Alonzo Trey. I think Trey is going to be included in the package. I don't know. But I think the team will only give up a first rounder unprotected. If we yeah. got Trey Dotson. And I feel like Trey is the candidate, man. I feel like I, – I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I just pray to God that they do not just do a panic move and make a trade that is really going to annoy me. And one of the trades I'm talking about, I went on live earlier. One of the trades I was talking about was Carl Anthony Towns. And I was talking about not trading Mitch. Like, how the hell are we supposed to get Carl Anthony Towns and not trade Mitch? And yeah, exactly. People were talking about, oh, you could trade Julius Randle. They is not taking no goddamn Julius Randle by himself. Well, the, no other, the other thing. I was going to say too, adding adding to that, the other thing when it comes to a trade with Carl Anthony Towns, what's stopping the Minnesota Timberwolves straight up asking for RJ Barrett, just because of <laughs> the talent of Towns, man? Like, if if I was in the Timberwolves' shoes, that's the first person I'd be. Uh, I'd be saying, you want Towns, you want to bring him back home to New York, you give us RJ. That's that's where we're starting at. Um, you, you, they'd have to because you know Carl Anthony Towns, he's going to cost a he's going to cost a fortune to trade for. Like, you'd, you'd oh have to. Jesus. Yeah, it'd just be too too much. And, I mean, we could always get him eventually in free agency. You know, he, he's talked about wanting to eventually be one of those players that, that goes back to his home and, and plays for his hometown team. And he grew up a Knicks fan. So, who knows, in the future, he, he could just come over when, he, when he's able to in free agency. Yeah, I definitely agree. I do not want to trade Mitchell Robinson. It's quiet for that. <laughs> no. Yeah, no I way. Don't want to him. No way. Um, final thing. This coaching search. I seen on Twitter, I think it was by SNY New York, and they was talking about the three top coaching head coaching candidates for the Knicks. I seen Thibodeau's face. I don't want nothing to do with Thibodeau. He'll play he'll play Mitchell Robinson forty minutes. Like I, I don't want nothing to do with him. Yeah. It said Mark Jackson. I love Mark. I don't need no parts of no scandals. I don't need no parts of people bringing up his tenure in Golden State. I don't want no parts of that. And the final person was Jeff Van Gundy. I don't mind Jeff Van Gundy, but I just want some fresh blood, man. I need I need a fresh voice in the locker room. That I don't need nobody who's associated with 
the old school Knicks. I think I want yeah. somebody just new, somebody fresh, somebody what, who Dolan doesn't know. The one, the um, the name that keeps popping up, and I read a couple of things the other day that scares me because as soon as the name came back came up, I thought of you straight away because you've called him a snake in the past, and I really do not want him for the Knicks as Jason Kidd. I I don't oh, think, I don't yeah. I, he's just a backstabbing snake, man. And, and, and like the old saying goes, like you, you can be a great player, but that doesn't necessarily translate into later on becoming a great coach or a great front office. You know, my, Michael Jordan was a great player, hasn't been known as a great owner. Jason Kidd, he was a great point guard. His uh, track record as a, as a coach is, is terrible. Um, and, and the way he even became head coach at, at one spot, he was, I mean, you know, backstabbing and, you know, driving that knife in. Like, yeah, I just – I don't want someone like that being the coach of the Knicks. Like, and he just brings too much drama with him as well from the outside as well. Um, like like you mentioned with Mark Jackson, just history there. It just – you don't need that, that bad publicity. Um, I've said the whole time when it comes to Jeff Van Gundy, Awesome coach. He's just been out of the game too long, and, and I really don't think he's interested in getting back in the game. Um, if, if he did, he, he probably would have jumped back in the game by now, I would imagine. I think he actually enjoys the um, what he's doing now, a lot less you know stress and pressure on on the man. Um, but, yeah, fresh fresh blood. That That's why, you know, or you know me, I, I've been advocating for Becky um, only because – you know, she's new, um, you know, she, she needs an opportunity. Someone's going to give her an opportunity, whether it's us, whether it's someone. Eventually, someone's going to give her the opportunity. Um, but the other names, a couple of other names I've sort of circled around that have been uh, top assistants and, and that would, would be like Doc Rivers, top assistant, and Sam Castle was another name I sort of looked at, um, you know, and uh, Kenny Smith still was coming up. Um, I know Chauncey Billups is wanting a head coaching job. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all sort of fresh faces that can bring fresh ideas, some of them being former players, so they could probably relate to players and the difficulties of, you know, playing in the league or playing in New York or, or what have you. So there's a few options there. It's just like the the, the options being looked at for, for a new president. I'll see, I've thrown myself, Masai Ujiri, right out the window because I just don't, I just don't see it happening yeah. just, just from past statements that he's made and, you know, Toronto owners, they're, they're pretty bloody wealthy. So I think they could accommodate him with whatever the hell he wants, like they've already pretty much given him anyway. Um, but I was more thinking along the lines of New York born and bred Sam Presti, if he would be interested in, in returning home and, mm-hmm. and, uh, maybe taking uh, like the approach he's done with OKC. I mean, he, he took an upstart team that was moved and, you know, has done wonders there, uh, yeah. you know, keeping them competitive and stuff like that. Um, I also think he might be an easier get to bring in than Masai Yajira because I don't, I don't know with Presti if he would ask, like Messiah for full anonymy or he'd be okay answering to somebody or he might be okay at least answering straight to Dolan, you know, cut out a middleman there. But Sam Presti's a name I'd be interested in to bring in as president. Yeah. I, I, I would take Sam Presti. I would take Jeff Van Gundy as the president. 
Yeah. I, I don't know. But I think the coach, my first pick is Becky Hammond as well. I think I would – I don't know how the woman coach, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, And that, that's a – and that's the thing with the haters. I, I, I said that the other day to someone. The, the haters, what I think they're not looking pa- – they're looking – and, and ex- for all the females out there, excuse what I'm about to say, but they're looking at Becky of uh, what's between her legs. They're not looking at her as a coach. They're not looking at her as a resume. That's just my personal opinion. People got a problem with her because she's a woman. Like one guy said to me the other day, oh, a woman's place is in the kitchen, and if she wants to be a coach, it's in the WNBA. But it doesn't necessarily have to be. There, there's, I mean, she's not the only woman that's in the NBA that's that's uh, an assistant or or that's in front offices. I notice there's a few women in front offices, but you know, like Pop has a very high percentage rate of producing really good coaches that have success to some degree once they leave his his coaching tree. Uh, you know, from Steve Kerr to to, to Mike Budenholzer, just to, to name a couple, um, you know. So they, they have a good track record. I have a feeling Spurs again are, are grooming Tim Duncan, so she's going to need to obviously look elsewhere. Hence, why she's probably at least said that she's showing interest for the Knicks and that she just wants a long term commitment, which I, I think in in her case is fair enough. Um, and and hopefully we're wherever she gets the position, she gets at least that four years she's looking for. And mm-hmm. whoever takes it lets her see it out. Like they, they need to understand that she'd be taking on the head coaching role for the first time. So she's going to need time to adjust to that, even though with all her wealth of experience, she's just going to need time to put in her system. She's going to need time to get her team ready that she wants to bring in. And obviously the, the equitant amount of time to, to mesh with the players. Um, but the thing that, that works in her favour is oh, I've seen nothing, and this is not just from players from the Spurs, I'm, I'm talking outside as well. Every player I've seen comments make on, on her have said nothing but glowing remarks. Yep. And I think a player is going to know better than, than you or I or any other fan out there if if she has the talent to, to be a head coach. And I think Pau Gasol, um, had some of the best words to say about her. You know, she do- she doesn't just have enough to get by. She doesn't just have enough to 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 be on the level as a as a male coach. She actually can coach an NBA team. You know, so um, I know I know. There's also the other factors. People, I mean, I've heard some people say, "Oh, well, we wanted to to do well, but you know, do you really want her to come here for the first job?" Well, I I think I don't know. Yeah, about that. like. You know, like it, it's going to be pressure. It, it's going to be hard, it, it, and it wouldn't matter male or female. It, it just comes with the territory being a head coach in New York, with the drought that we've been in, um, the pressure that's going to be there for wins to turn this franchise around. So that that's why I reckon it doesn't matter who the head coach is. It, that all that pressure is going to be on you. Um, so if she believes that she's ready, uh, she played, you know, she played in New York for eight years. So I would gather she knows what the media, what the fans are like, what the bright lights are all about. Um, she, she'd know the pressures in that regard. So, um, like I keep saying, the only way anyone's going to know if she's going to succeed or not is to give her an opportunity. No one can actually say right now, oh, she's, she's going to be no good because she hasn't been given that shot. So she hasn't even been given a shot to fail yet. So, yeah, I'd want her to get get the chance. Um, and if she does get the opportunity, I, I believe um, 
really strongly that she could actually be the answer, uh, <laughs> surprisingly enough. And, and she should do quite well, as I said. Pop's got a good track record. I can't see her doing poorly unless the roster is clunky or construct. So even bringing her in or bringing someone else in, they need to do something to that roster because it doesn't matter who gets the job. That roster just it isn't viable to try and push more wins out of. Yeah, that's for sure. That is definitely for sure. But, you know, we got a game tomorrow. Um, hopefully we can get this win streak going. Um, revenge game. Sacramento Kings, they smacked us last time, caused us to do an <laughs> impromptu press conference, which was stupid. Yeah. But um, any final words for the people before we get out of here, Mr. Mitchell? Yeah, well, be optimistic about tomorrow's game. Um, as I said, uh, I'd like to see that defense of ours tighten up just that little bit more. But this, this, in reality, should be a game we, we should win because I'm not sure if uh, Bagley is, is in or, or not. Um, I'm pretty sure Fox is still out. So it, it kind of leaves the Kings at a vulnerable spot in, in some degree. Um, so th- this should be a game we should be able to get up on. And we just need to, as I said, now it's more, um, after watching the win last game, it's more defense. We just need to tighten that up and, and keep the other team from you know, sort of running with us points-wise. Um, I'd love to see us in the game create a gap of at least 10 or so points and then maintain that gap. You know, don't don't let them come back from it. Um, once we got the foot on the throat, so to speak, keep the foot on the throat and, and don't let up until that final siren goes. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we've got a few more wins we can pull out. We can go on a little bit of a, of a streak here. Um, Oh, I sort of like what I'm seeing from Mike Miller. Um, and um, I must say, just to end it, that, hey, if if he can, you know, pull more wins out and uh, put us in a better position than what we're probably all thinking we'll be in at the end of this, um, maybe he might put his name at the top right. of the list to, to maintain the head coaching role. So, um, yeah, let, let's see what he can do. And hopefully, as I said, we can bust out a win against the Kings. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, because I definitely need another win, man. I'm sick of losing. We've been losing yeah. for like a month straight. People calling my phone, teasing me. It's been annoying. But salute to everybody in New York Knicks Nation. Stay in the New York Knicks podcast, episode 67. It's your boy, Slizzy, and I'm out.